Mueller and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's good? What's going on, Steeler Nation, baby? How are you doing? It's Motos Friday. You know what time it is, baby. You little Motos on a Friday, and that can only mean one thing, baby. Big dog on the host chair tonight, baby. So, hey. <laughs> Arthur Lutz the- <laughs> walked in here, and he said, give me that microphone. Hey, hey, hey. Snatched my chain. Listen, man. I, I try- At least you didn't get the black eye, so it's all love, baby. It's all love. <laughs> But for the next two hours, man, for the next two hours, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can be rolling with us, baby, inside the Electric Factory. And as always, you know how we like to do our shows, man. We're very interactive. You know we love to hear from the people, the power grid, the megawatts. Especially on a Friday. Especially on a Friday. And we know the only way to do this because we're not playing hotline roulette today so it's only one way to do this and that's the hit the dot com and the twitter.com is what we are talking about mine is at the body 52 the body head at wesley eula the good hair and it's that simple baby we so do without not further ado my main man wes <laughs> how you feeling today man you know what i'm saying you, you get to be on the you get to be the two guard today man you good with that Motes, i'm jacked up today yeah. i'm real excited all right all um, right I've told you this before. There's some days that I just wake up, right, and I kind of pinch myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you would have told me 10 years ago when I was 19 years old, right, when I would have been, what, a sophomore at WVU at the that time. That you could eat tacos and it doesn't have to be Taco Tuesday? Well, that's the freedom that we all crave, and that's the freedom that we all fight for here. Yes, indeed. But if you would have told me 10 years ago, if you would have told me 13 years ago, if you would have told me three years ago, whatever, uh, that I'd be rocking the microphone with you on a Friday, previewing Steelers, Eagles, uh, in my hometown, having fun doing all this stuff that we've been doing and building this show that we've built over the last two years. I would have been ecstatic. I would have been the happiest person in the world. And and sometimes that just like gets dropped in my lap. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I like and that. I like and, that. and we did. We we got some rough news about our buddy Tunch Yokin. Absolutely. And did, and man. I think it was just one of those days where, you know, driving down here today, I was like you know what, everything stinks with the pandemic. And normally, right, we talked about this. My wife's from Philadelphia. Her whole family, they're probably listening right now. So right. a lot of pressure for the Here We Go song today. I got oh. to tread lightly, all yes, right? I mean, Morgan's indeed, already man. telling me that on, on Twitter to tread lightly with the song today. <laughs> we taking all the shots today, baby. Kobe on them. Let's go. I, 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 there's still, man, there's a lot to be thankful for. And, uh, you know, I was cranking some tunes, driving in here, thinking about uh, how happy I am, how fortunate I am to be doing this. And, uh, and I'm ready to rock on a Friday. I might say some not-so-nice things about the Eagles. I mean, but I still love you to all my, all my family that's listening. Listen, man, they understand what it is. And besides, <laughs> nobody likes Kelly Green. It's all about the black and gold. But we'll, right. we'll, we'll get to that later. But, man, we have some, uh, some new uh, NFL news as it pertains to the COVID um, protocols and some of the rescheduling. So, obviously, last weekend was the first time we really saw uh, NFL game be impacted due to COVID. Obviously, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans game was moved to Week Seven, and then the uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs and New England mm-hmm. Patriots game was moved from their Sunday kickoff to a Monday kickoff. Well, the Tennessee Titans had continued to have positive tests along with the Patriots. Uh, most notable member uh, Stephon Gilmore yep. being the new addition to the COVID list for them. 
But as it stands today, the NFL made some new moves around with the scheduling again. So the new update is this. The Buffalo Bills will be playing the Tennessee Titans on Tuesday, October 13th, instead of this Sunday at 1 o'clock. And good thing to hear in terms of COVID standings. Right. The Titans have their first day of no positive tests. This is their first day since the outbreak last week started. Oh. So this is a huge step in the right direction. Hopefully they can continue this on. And if they do, that game will be played as scheduled on Tuesday, October 13th. Then the caveat to that, because the Bills were supposed to play the Chiefs on Thursday night of next week as well, that game has been moved to Sunday, October 18th as a, a 1 p.m. kickoff for that game right now. So... Obviously, these are still tentative in terms of if the Titans can continue to progress without having new positive tests. If that does go on, then the Titans game versus Bills would be played, like I said, Tuesday, October 13th. I think it's a 5 o'clock kickoff. Weird time. Six, 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 five or six. Yeah, yeah, it's like a super weird time. And then, like I said, Chiefs-Bills game is no longer Thursday. We moved to Sunday, October 18th. And then from the Patriots standpoint, remember, they were having <laughs> positive tests as well. Them and the Titans had their first round of no positive tests. Their game has been moved from Sunday against the Broncos to Monday, October 12th against the Broncos. So just, you know, <laughs> the, the, the 2020 NFL season that we are currently living in, this is the norm right now. You have to just be flexible and be able to adapt. And as we're seeing right here, it's not just one team. We talked about the Titans having the big outbreak, but yeah. the Patriots, they – under uh, from our knowledge, they didn't do anything that was out of protocol. It was just one of those situations where, excuse me, Cam Newton tests positive on one day. They have to move the game. They have players test positive after the game, and now we're having to have the ripple effect of that. But as it stands right now, so far so good. We haven't had any new positive tests as it sits at noon. Well, the Jets. Friday, you October. About, you oh man, you're right. The Jets. I totally <laughs> forgot. So Not just to be the bearer. Of listen, bad news. just when we thought, just when I was over here about to give us the glass half full, I forgot we had to take one more sip to take it under the full line. Okay. So as of this morning, I did forget this because I was in the in news. This, this is a little transparency. We give transparency all the time. We do. Right. We do. We can be honest here. <sighs> so 2020. In the school district that my children go to. You're a little bit busier in the mornings we're, now. We're than virtual you school are. now, okay? So typically in the mornings is when I get to refresh and make sure I have all the newest happenings from the hours of 9 to 11.55 a.m. But due to COVID, now my children are virtual school, so I'm a part of the virtual school classroom teaching. So wife has one section, I got another section. And, yeah, I, I totally missed that Jets one. But I'm glad you said that because, yes, in <laughs> fact, the Jets did have uh, one positive test one confirmed. Positive, yeah. And to prevent – well, and because they don't know who else could potentially be positive. Right. And exposed and all right, that stuff. They yeah. closed the facility down for the whole day, sent everyone home today. And right now they're just going to be progressing through and, and going through all the different tests. But we do know, as we talked about with the Patriots, you do have an incubation period and things right. along that nature. So this could be a scenario where – I mean, they're sitting here at Friday getting sent home. Their game is potentially mm -hmm. up in question right now. So it's something we're definitely going to be closely monitoring. But, man, that's 2020 right now. I feel like when it pertains to sports and the teams that aren't playing, the leagues that aren't playing in either a hub city like the NHL or in a bubble like the NBA and WNBA, this is kind of what you're right. dealing with. The MLB, we saw them have to be a little bit flexible when they had situations like this. And the NFL, I think they're doing a good job now in terms of being more flexible. I think last week they were a lot more hard in terms of 
this is our plan, this is our schedule, yeah, we're sticking, we're sticking to, to it. it. Yeah. We're going to do whatever it takes to maintain the integrity of that. Whereas I think now, a week later, NFL, along with fans and media personnel, are all, start, are all starting to realize, like, hey, it's not just something we could point a finger to and say, you violated a protocol, y'all are in the wrong, y'all should forfeit. We're seeing that it's, it's across the league. It, it does not matter where you're at, this isn't. I mean, you're not invincible to right. contracting COVID. Well, now we're not going to get into who's more at risk and things along that nature. We know that rabbit hole and how you know that can go in terms of a conversation. But ultimately, this is just. I mean, you have to be flexible. You have to be able to move around. And I think anybody that came into this season and opted to play in, they knew that as well going in that that was going to be a potential outcome in terms of having to move it around in order to get the yeah. full season played. It's it is crazy how much I mean it, this changes every day, right? Because so far no new positive tests from from the Patriots or the Chiefs and we look at that as a very encouraging development, right? Because after the news of Stefan Gilmore testing positive came out and then we see the pictures the we see the pictures of him, you know, hugging Patrick Mahomes and we're all kind of starting to think the worst of oh no, could you know, could this spread a little bit and could this be a problem? And then you look at the Titans situation moats, right? And Everything that's happened there and how many different teams that's affected, right? Just the Titans outbreak obviously affected the Steelers because it had to, it had to cancel their game and switch things around there. Uh, now it's affecting their next opponent, the Buffalo Bills, right? They're going to have to change Let's that go, game. Buffalo. It affects Buffalo's following opponent because you can't have Buffalo play on Tuesday and then on Thursday. No, that's no, no, just no. Not, not happening. Not, not even just Tuesday. Tuesday night. Yes. <laughs> like yes. We, we talked about Tuesday night to Sunday is already. You can't iffy. play two games in 48 hours. <laughs> I mean, that's just, high school football teams can't play two games in 48 hours. You certainly can't do that in the National Football Ooh. League. So it affects the it affects the Chiefs as well too. I mean that so that's four teams that were affected by the Titans outbreak. No, five because the Ravens had to have their schedule yes, switched around absolutely. as well too. So it, it, and it's, that was like can, I said the initial round that doesn't right. even pertain to the Jets and how that could potentially mm-hmm. change or, the outcome of their game or this let's week be honest, and things like that. that. How there could still be some potential. There could be more tests that pop up with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. There could be more tests still that pop up with the Chiefs or uh, the with the Titans well. or with the yeah. Patriots. Yeah, because as it stands right now, the Chiefs they have one player. On the COVID list, I believe it was the. Oh man, I'm drawing. A it was the black. It was the backup. No, 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 no. Practice squad. Practice squad. Not backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice squad. Quarterback. Practice squad. Not backup. Nah. Um, something with the end. Yeah. I don't, Jordan, I think, is his yeah. first name, but he's their practice squad mm-hmm. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Everything that yeah. we're saying right now, Moats, and that we're discussing right now, by this time tomorrow, I mean, it could it could have yeah. completely changed. Yeah, but in. in just talking about the scheduling of it, right? And with the Jets sending home their players and everybody in the facility, the Arizona Cardinals, who they're supposed to play, making the West Coast to East Coast trip, were scheduled to leave today. Now they're postponing their travel as well. So when I think of that, it reminds me a little bit of how the Chiefs and Patriots played out where the Patriots end up traveling the day of the game, right? taking two separate flights to get there. Now we know the outcome of the game, and we're not going to solely base it on travel. Did it have an impact? Sure. But the loss of Cam Newton due to COVID was a lot bigger mm-hmm. than the same-day travel. But for the Arizona Cardinals as a whole, I mean, they're being affected by this. They don't have any positive tests as it stands today. Right. But now their flight plans and and traveling and scheduling of the game is potentially in jeopardy right now. So there are a lot of variables, and the Jets situation is drastically different than the Titans. Sure. We, We said with the Titans, okay, you could make a case for was it a little negligence on their part 
And um, then the you know the reporting and then they had the gatherings, extra practice, extra yeah, practice they, at the local high schools. Which, yeah. which and like I think we talked about this the other day when they first reported that I wasn't against that because at the time when they first said that they weren't in the facility till Saturday, initially they were still talking about them playing the game Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. Because what it was Friday morning when the game yeah. officially or was it th- Thursday? It was or Friday? Thursday. It was, it was Thursday, Thursday when they okay. officially okay. when they officially started to move. And it was Wednesday when, it. They, was were, Wednesday when, they, when they were doing this practicing. Yeah. yeah, because at the time, remember, and, and we saw you look on social media. You, I know you're great at filtering and pulling it all up. You, we can wait, go are you saying through. I keep receipts. Yeah, and, 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 and <laughs> trust me, I love it because you can le- legit go through and see how many people were yep. saying. I don't care if they can't get into the facility. Play Sunday. Play Sunday. So if you wanted them to play Sunday without going to the facility, this was going to happen. It's it's not rocket science, baby. I I know a rocket scientist, though. (laughs) But this isn't rocket science, all right? You sitting across the table from me right now, baby? No, no. You got you got a little bit more hair than than my uh, my rocket scientist. But super cool fashion for both of y'all. I will say that. (laughs) (laughs) But ultimately, man, this is just one of those scenarios, man. And it's crazy, but. This is what we're doing right now. Yep. And hopefully, like I said, man, hopefully we can see teams get it a little bit more into control. I thought the first two weeks they did really well. But we said as the weather starts to turn, as people start to get more active and open, mm-hmm. going back to school and things on that nature, mm-hmm. that we would see more of this. Mm-hmm. And it's holding true right now. And I'm telling you, that's not going away either. Mm-hmm. Because Halloween's coming up. Flu season. Thanksgiving's coming up. Flu season's coming up. All of those are, are gathering events. And Moats, I think if you and I can agree on anything, if anybody can agree, no matter where you sit, right, if you sit on the eh, shove it with your mask and reopen the, t- the country entirely, or if you're on the complete opposite side, right, of, of you better be wearing a mask everywhere and, and in favor of maybe even stricter lockdowns, I think we can all agree that People have dug their feet in and they're just stubborn in this regard at that point. So people are still going to gather. Halloween, Thanksgiving, there's going to be more of this. We're going to have to adapt to it if we want to to crown a Lombardi champion in in February or, or, you know, whenever if there ends up being some type of delay or pushback of the playoffs. But you you, you need to throw the word fair right out the window, right? Because it's never going to be fair. And, yeah, I mean, it will be interesting, too, to follow, obviously, this Titan situation, what the NFL does from this. You know, we've heard that they're considering very strict punishments as they gather mm-hmm. all this information about what exactly the Titans were doing. Could that include forfeits, first-round draft picks, fine, you know, all that stuff, I'm sure, is on the board. And there's a, a lot of questions there. But, but you know, we'll <laughs> like with all this stuff, there'll be, there'll be new news in the next 12 hours, and then we'll find, hey, out. Such we'll, is we'll life. find out a little bit more. Such is life. But, man, when we come back, what we are going to find out, because we've been, we've been talking about some of the questions around that. I got a question as it pertains to the Steelers. Oh, and, yeah. And can Let's we get them over 30? Man, we're going to talk about, man, can the Steelers score over 30 points this week? Man, we talked about they're the only team in the NFL that has not done it this season, and they haven't done it in 23 games. So we're going to talk about this when we get back, man. This is Euler Remotes on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You already know what it is, baby. Euler and Motes on a Friday in this beautiful city of Pittsburgh. It's a nice day out there today. It's beautiful, beautiful It'd be a shame if somebody had to sit behind the microphone here for like the next seven hours and wasn't able to take advantage of this day. It's okay, but, but you know what? Because you got good friends, 
one of the people on this microphone are going to thoroughly enjoy this beautiful day. <laughs> right around 210 to the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. All right, baby. Just know mm-hmm. somebody got you. Somebody care about you, man. I appreciate you. But something that we do both care about, man, are the Steelers' offense, man. And as it pertains to them, scoring over 30 points. Um, We talked about earlier this week that throughout this season thus far, man, it's been 51 teams that have scored 30 or more points in a game this season. And now when we talk about that, obviously the 51 includes some teams doing it multiple times. But it's only been one team that hasn't scored over 30. And it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is. And not only have they not scored over 30, they haven't done it in 23 games. <laughs> That's a long time. It is a long time. And, and it's kind of crazy when you think about how talented this team is. I know potentially uh, two weeks ago we said that that could have changed, right, if they would have tried to punch it in at the end instead of taking a knee. Then we also said the rebuttal to that was, yeah, but we could have also had to fumble, go out the end zone and how that could have played out. So we just kind of leave it as is. We don't play the hypothetical with that because it goes both ways. Sure. And we know Arthur Moses is not too hypothetical. Ah, especially on Friday when I'm in control. <laughs> not a chance. But this is the thing, though, man. When I'm thinking about this Steelers team, do I think – they could get over 30 this game absolutely I mean when you really look at this matchup in particular as it pertains to scoring 30 we know you don't score 30 by just running the ball I mean unless you're Cleveland playing against the Dallas Cowboys who (laughs) yeah I I don't know where their defense is right now they're still on vacation they're still tying their shoes out there they they opted out that's what it is the defense opted out of playing run defense getting those broken ankles that's what's going on right now but you typically have to have some type of success through the air. You're going to be able to have to, you know, light it up a little bit in the passing game. And I think that this is a very favorable matchup for the Steelers when we're talking specifically a pass game standpoint. Yeah. Um, from a secondary standpoint, we know the Eagles, man, with Darius Slay, he's top notch. He, he's the guy that will follow you and do what he does. But realistically, the rest of those guys that are there, the ones that are even healthy, there there is an advantage that the Steelers have on offense in that regard. And I think that that's something that they should look to take care of because it's it's crazy to think it's been 23 games. Listen, if you wanted to say it was 16 games, I said, okay, cool, man. That'd date back to how many games been or, – or if it was 14 games, I said, okay, that dates back to how many games been missed last year. Totally understandable. But when you start talking about 23 games, man, that legit has carried over from the past three years now. Yeah, yeah. Like, that that's kind of crazy to me to think that, man, especially when you think about the talented players that they've had during that time. Yeah. Hey, men lie, women lie, numbers don't, right? And it's the longest streak in the NFL, and they're the only team without 30-plus this season. I do think there's some caveats there, right? I mean, yes. obviously you mentioned that of those 23 games, 14 of those were out were without Big Ben. Correct. That, that's, that's obviously something mm-hmm. to note. And I think, too, to be fair, right – all three games this season, they've knelt down at the ball at the end of the game yes. when they could have added more points, mm-hmm. and then they would have hit that mark. But mm-hmm. again, it's still it's still twenty three straight games uh, for, like you said, a offense that we're used to with number seven at the helm being a a high flying, high scoring offense. And I, and I will say this too: um, I know we talk about how their games have finished in terms of QB nils and things like that, but let's be real: how did the game end between the Browns and the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. I mean, we can go down the list of teams that have scored 30-plus points in games, and they all, or, or the majority of them, have ended the exact same in terms of a team saying, you know what, game, are we taking a knee? Let's get up out of here. So that's my only reason why I don't include that as a silver lining caveat because 
yeah, I've seen the Buffalo Bills score 30 points in a couple of games, and they're definitely victory formation, victory on one, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that that's my thing. I, I'm like, you can be a little – I feel like they're at times not as assertive as we would like them to be. Yeah. Especially when they have the time that they have. Sure. And if that continues – you know, uh-oh, I should have, I'm busting it out here. The CCWP uh-oh. meter. Uh-oh. Woo! Calm, concerned, worried, panicked. Uh-oh. I'm waiting. <laughs> where, where will the roulette wheel land? I, I'm still calm with this. Um, Now, if we get the Eagles here, and then we get the Browns here, and we haven't hit 30 against any of these teams. All right, I'll start, you know, that heat yes. check will move up a little bit. Um. <laughs> because I agree with everything you just said. I do think, though, still, maybe that was to be expected to a point, right? Mm-hmm. With the lack of off-season work, with no preseason games, uh, with Ben coming back from major elbow surgery. While he's looked sharp, I think we also, I mean, you and I could sit right here, we could talk about some examples from the Broncos game, from the Texans game, from the Giants game, where they left points on the field. Absolutely. If that continues, particularly against these next two defenses that they're facing, mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be much more concerned. At this point, I'm still very calm in that regard, but I do think this is the week that they start to get it going, Motsi, because uh, we could talk about Darius Slay. He's fantastic. We could talk about Fletcher Cox and, and Jay Wobble. They're fantastic. But, man, this defense has some holes, and they've got some crucial injuries. Yeah, without a doubt. And trust me, man, not only – and hold on. Before I even get down to a little bit more of that, I love what you were talking about from a you think it can't happen because mm-hmm. – we like to hear what the power grid thinks too, right? In terms of predictions, in terms we of do? what type of score do you think will happen between the Steelers oh, and yeah, Eagles Sunday high still. So with that being said, power grid, megawatts, everybody that's listening right now, get your tweets in for your predictions, your score predictions. We always give you the last that's minute our guarantee to you. Friday. Hey, come on, hurry up and give me something. No, 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 no. We're gonna get we're gonna do this in the first hour now, all right? So <laughs> Get your tweets in, man. Let us know your predictions for the game, man. We really want to hear it. At the body 52. The body. And at Wesley Yola. The good hair. Yeah, tweet those predictions. Gotta tweet them in there, baby. Like we said, you tweet us your prediction for the game, score and outcome, and uh, we guarantee you they will will get red on air. Uh, Raul says here they won't get 30 this week, but they do next week versus Cleveland. I'm not going to lie. I I do like that that thought process. This is the thing that that makes me – so when we're talking about this particular – matchup as it pertains to the still scoring 30 or not can they i absolutely feel they can will they i don't think they will and the thing is this man when i'm looking at the steelers number one they're coming off the bye week right we talked about just in general regardless of if it was a, a planned bye week or not typically when you're coming out of a bye week a lot of times, man, you 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 start a little mm-hmm. bit slower than you would like. Not talking your first 15 plays. That's your scripted stuff, right? right? right. So you can get a score in your first 15 plays mm-hmm. and that not be an issue. But outside of that, it typically takes a little bit longer mm-hmm. for those guys to get that edge back in terms of just the, the mm-hmm. speed and the competitive nature of being out there in a the game. So I do think that that could potentially have an impact on the scoring output. I also see a scenario where the Steelers rely a little bit more on James Conner in the running game. We know what that does from a clock standpoint. And, and, I mean, you're going to win the time possession and you will dominate it, but it's not going to pay you in the term of dividends of points, right, similar to what right. we saw second half versus the Texans. That It wasn't this crazy scoring outburst, but it was just a dominant performance start to finish in the second half where they controlled the clock. They could not stop the run. I could see a scenario where that plays out where it's still a convincing win and the team looks really good, 
but they don't light it up how hmm. we would anticipate right. them being able to light it up versus a team like the Eagles. Where the result's never really in doubt. Right. But it's also, you don't look at the final score and go, whoa, man, that was a bloodbath. Right, right, correct. Kind of somewhere in between there. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see that playing out as well, too. Um, and I think from from like from Philly's angle, right, I think they're a little more confident after last week, right? They mm-hmm. finally get that first win against the Niners. <sighs> I think they're feeling a little bit a little, better about little, themselves about in that say, regard. I mean, you, right? Watching I mean, you that game think. again, I keep asking myself. I know. Too, did, like, they, did they did win you, or did, did the Niners lose? Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> rewatching it, I'm like, bro, the Niners, what were y'all doing, right. man? What right. was – if y'all just did – Mullins. What, I mean, that was like was, – was he uh, – what's the quarterback from the longest yard? He's out here shaving oh, points. Oh, man. I'm like, bro. Paul Crew. I'm like, man, if you just did one thing right, just one, just one, y'all win that game, man. So it's it's interesting, yeah. I but I'm with you. I think you know what I hadn't really thought about that much this week. But you make a good point in that regard. We should expect this to look like the Steelers are coming off a bye week because the Steelers are coming off a bye week. And then and then the part that I totally forgot. I'm glad you brought that back up about the bye week was typically on a bye week. You know, going in it's a bye week, right? So when you come in on Wednesday, <laughs> right. when you come in on Thursday, Friday, you're not game planning for an opponent. You're not trying to prepare for a game on Sunday. You're trying to correct errors that you've made throughout the season and especially with coach Simon he's been doing this for years now he has the exact same bye week schedule it's tried and true and and it's a reason why after the bye his teams are so productive in terms of just being able to go on long runs like we always see the Steelers do under him but during the bye week when we come in we're not watching film on anyone except ourselves and we're going to pull up as a defense right we'll pull up every missed assignment that we've had we're going to pull up every score that we've given up. We'll give we'll pull up every explosive play so explosive play, a pass over 15 yards, a run yep. over 10 yards, and we're going to break down those plays <laughs> and that's all we're going to do in practice. Now, it could be 10 plays, it could be 100 plays just depending on how many explosive plays you've given up. But that's what we're going to work on throughout the the sure. the bye week. And then once you get out of that phase of, okay, we've worked on and corrected all our issues, we're also going to let the younger players get reps, the guys who typically don't get reps in practice because they're not a, a starter or even a backup. They're the third team guy or a special team guy. They're going to get a lot more reps during the bye week as well so they can, can continue to develop and continue to have that depth growing and getting prepared for when their number is called. They can step in next man up. Right. So – there, there's a method to the madness. It's a, it's a science behind this thing as it pertains to bye weeks and how you evaluate and how you proceed. They didn't get that either. They were preparing for the Titans. So as much as Coach Sama, I even heard him spin it like, well, at least we got some extra days, a head start on the Titans. That's cool. But you didn't get a chance to correct the issues that you were having yeah. in-house. Hmm. And, and that's another thing that I could see potentially causing a hiccup in terms of this team scoring over 30 or not come Sunday because of that element also. So it's multiple variables into why I don't think it happens this game, but I do think that the Steelers will be in control of this game throughout. You know, one thing that I think would greatly aid the Steelers' chances of scoring 30 or more, and I know, I mean, I'm really going with Captain Obvious here. I'm really breaking some news. We haven't had a 
splash turnover hand the offense a touchdown from the defense yet right like we haven't had a pick six or a scoop six right. and we haven't had the we, defense, we've had we've had defense make plays we've had to, to make keep big points plays off the board. In, in big moments right, right. like the cam hayward interception at the goal Absolutely. line joe hayden's interception but i'm talking where the defense legitimately scores points or mm-hmm. it gives the steelers the ball in the red zone Short type fill, thing right. you know Absolutely. what i mean um if we see something like that if we could if we could see a scoop six um, or a strip sack deep in the Eagles' territory from TJ or from Bud or from Cam or st- from Stefan. If if Minka could score one of his uh, one of his touchdowns like he did last year, something like that, then uh, or I should say too, hey, it could be Dante or, or Deontay or Ray Ray on a, on a special teams on and, a kicker. And, we, or a punt and we've seen Ray Ray already be on the mm-hmm. cusp of breaking. And we saw Deontay, multiple, we saw Deontay last year, you know, score uh, against the Cardinals on a punt return. Well, you think about Deontay scored again this year on a punt return. He got That's called true. back. That's that, true. Was, that was what the uh, was that the Broncos game? Broncos, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Broncos game. He, he ran it back, got called back on a questionable block in the back. Yeah, but either way, you see the potential is there, both in the punt and and kickoff return game. So yeah, if they can get a, if they can get a touchdown from the defense or special teams, mm-hmm. I, I would really like their chances. A non offensive a non offensive touchdown. Yes. I would really like their chances to hit thirty. But you know what? As confident as maybe I need to change my score prediction here. Uh oh. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. No, I'm sticking with it. Stick with it. Even though I think Arthur Moch just made some really good points. <laughs> well, I will say this, man. We talked about a non offensive. You know, a non-offensive score being the the difference, potentially helping them. I know something else is going to help them in a big way, man. Uh-oh. And that's if you drop one of those Uh-oh. crazy Friday, here we go songs. I'm talking taking all the shots at Philly. Now, now, is this the part where I have to put the disclaimer in for my I, I was family say, members disclaimer, who might be listening? Now, and, and I'm going to give you one before that, too. Because I saw the tweet that came, it got sent by your wife, man. Mm. Morgan, awesome lady. <sighs> I know that you have a lot of pressure on you right now, okay? <laughs> I know that if you say some unsavory things, it could cause a little bit of friction in the household. Oh, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Just know if you need a couch to surf on, I got you. But what Steel Nation cannot have is you come out here and give us some lame duck, poo-poo, extra soft version of the Here We Go song because of the home status, all right? I pulled no punches, Arthur. Uh, okay, that's all I'm I saying, pull, man. I pulled no punches. Listen. listen. You show us. You represent, all right? I am an equal opportunity flamethrower, okay. all right? Okay. Anybody can get it. Okay. Even my dearly beloved wife and her family. And hey, Perfect. the franchise that made me a Super Bowl champion. I mean, I, anybody can get it. Well, that's all I needed to hear. So we're going to go to break. <laughs> we're going to pay these bills. But when we come back, you know what time it is, baby. It's Jeweler Remotes on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Euler and Motes, baby, on a Friday doing what we do best. That's talk loud and get after it Mm. on the radio. Mm. (sighs) And it is my favorite segment. Well, actually... One of my favorite I mean, we segments because we got a lot segments. of favorites and we got a lot of segments on a Friday. You know that. A lot of benchmarks in the show. But it is about that time. And, and Ooh, I got to put the headphones in. I got to warm up the golden pipes and, and, here. And I was going to say, as you're in the midst of warming up, <coughs> we did have a bone to pick with some people. La, 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 la. So for the first time Do yesterday. No, no, excuse me. Not yesterday because yesterday was when you left me. And we didn't have a show. Yeah. Ray, but a drop of golden sun. On Wednesday it was. Me. 
We received some criticism, right? I call myself. We did. We received a little feedback from from, from some guy that we thought was was on our side. Well, well, I mean, but but now now I don't even want to hold this all the way against him because now I need to know. <laughs> Power grip, megawatts. I needs to know. Okay. What are your thoughts on our here we go song? Because I, we we heard some criticism. Yeah, we that, got our first negative review. Yeah, on we the uh, 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 and it was live on air. I started crying. I couldn't believe this. So. If you love the Here We Go song, hmm. how about you tweet us and let us know that? That's a good idea. And if you don't? How about you tweet us and let us know that, too? I was thinking more along the lines of, uh, you know what? Just let, me, let me let Coach T tell. We do not care. <laughs> and with that being said, CR, we love you, buddy. <laughs> but we're singing. Let's go. Here we go. All right, baby. Week 5 Here edition. We here we go, Wesley Yulin. You know we going at those stanky eagles. Yes, we are. Only thing good out of Philly is a cheesesteak. I cannot wait. Cheer to Steelers, the black and the gold. You already know what it is. This town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. Permanis. The Stiller Nation has the best radio host. We listen to SNR with Euler and Moats. Here we go. Here come the Eagles across the turnpike. Those toll prices are something I don't like. And it's all because of them, too. Welcome back to our buddy Jay Wobble. But Alou, Alou gonna have Wentz walking with the hobble. Here we go. Oh, we don't like 1AA guys. Give me them top 10 draft picks. Give me them number 1A guys, baby. You know what I'm saying? We do top tens over here baby top tens but more importantly baby it's black and gold over kelly green in a day baby in a day verse two verse two Woo -woo! yeah philly got them cheesesteaks but they ain't got no rivers or lakes Woo, talk about we got three come to pittsburgh for some real football uh-huh Six rings to one. Yeah, that says it all. Here we go. Hey, y'all ain't been good since Nick Foles. We know that. Y'all ain't nice. Y'all need Nick. Y'all, y'all need backup quarterbacks. I saw y'all love Jalen Hurts. We know this, baby. But it's all good because y'all still going to lose come Sunday player in his first three. Last my man West about to stump y'all out. Endangered list. You shall be Yeah, on. they finally got their Lombardi. Oh, they got one eye. But since then, it ain't been much of a party. Nah, they falling off a of light poles. Yeah, and Pittsburgh six rings just called uh-huh. and they said Sunday these Eagles are going bald here we go bald eagle bald eagle we don't care about what y'all doing man because we black and gold Steely McBeam over that eagle any day because we don't like the color green unless it's money not any eagles baby that's how we feel let's go it's our time man what they thought this was huh give me coach here with Doug Peterson give me big Ben over Wentz Give me, the, hated up a slave. give me the incline over that cracked Liberty Bell. What are we talking about here? Huh? What are we talking about? Give me Pouncy over Kelsey. Huh? What? I mean, what? what are we talking about here? Pitt over Penn State any day. Well, yeah. How about neither? I'm taking James <laughs> Conner over Miles Sanders any day. Well, easy there because Miles Sanders is the Pittsburgh guy. I mean, you know, Woody Hill. I, I don't care. Where did he go to college at? Hey, he went to Penn State. Hey, and you I know, know you how I feel about it. Penn State, so it's double today. <sighs> it's yeah. on. You tell me it's on site for Miles Sanders. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> Don't let me catch you with a frying hand. I'm smacking it out. There it is. Our week three edition of the Here We Go song. Jordan says that was beautiful. Today's Here We Go Respect. song. Respect. 
Uh, David, Motsi is too bleeping hype. Uh, bad word, I can't say it. But you, you pick up the drift. Uh, John here, love the show and love the song. Here we go. So, uh, sorry, CR, you're outnumbered. I mean, what, it's like that sometimes. What do you man? want me to tell you? What do you want me to it's tell like you? that. But besides, I got to keep the energy going, man. I told you, when it comes to Philly, I like cheesesteak, but that's about it, man. I hate your traffic. The tolls to get over there are just absolutely bonkers. Yeah, man. And your people aren't nice. You don't speak nice over there. Pittsburgh, I, I could walk down the street. Somebody going to say hi to me. I don't have to feel like I'm getting robbed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jeez. Philadelphia. There was, you know, I tried to work in a joke about, uh, you know, that it's pronounced water, not water. But unfortunately, <laughs> water doesn't really rhyme with much. Yeah. I, I tried to work in a joke about how. Uh, you're supposedly the cradle of liberty in Philadelphia, but we're the ones that beat, b- that built the steel that helped the Americans win World War II, that uh, took took huh. down them dang Nazis. Huh. Talk about it. But uh, uh, that was a little too heavy and just didn't really rhyme that with was, much. Just a little bit. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. But, you know, that was our first run at Y'all it. only known for a cracked bill. Y'all got damaged goods over there. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, I can't wait till you run that. Here we go, song back. I'm dropping that one on them ASAP. I mean, and it's a wonder, too, why, um, you know, the best year they ever had in the history of Philly sports. I mean, it was when Arthur Motes was in town for the NFL draft. Basically. And it's when I was working for the Eagles radio network. Basically. I mean, you're welcome. Y'all ain't nothing without (laughs) Pittsburgh. Period. Dusty says here, run, ready to run through a brick wall. I give that one a 10. Thank you, Dusty. (laughs) Uh, Morgan, who may or may not be my wife on the Twitter (laughs) account here, says, are you trying to hurt my feelings? We got a lot of tweets rolling in here, Motsi. We'll save some of the uh, just the pure predictions, if you will, right? Because we like to do well, that. Yeah, predictions will be at the end, but we're gonna read some of these other tweets coming up, man, in the next couple of segments here, man. We definitely yeah. will get Don to that. Don Juan, we got some more rolling in here. Don Juan says, "You guys know I'm one of the original OGs. Love when you do the Here We Go song in my Coach T voice. We don't care. Hold on, let me hit that for you. Get on, get on. We do not care." <laughs> Jared says, way to shut out the noise. Best one yet. Shots fired. Oh, and he throws in the pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Tell you, man, you got to let him know. Sometimes you got to just stand up in the face of adversity, <laughs> cut your eyelids off, and never blink, man. And, and Kayla, that's what we did, man. Kayla says, I love CR from Steelers Nation Chicago, but I love the Here We Go remix every Friday <laughs> as well. Um, all right, let's see here. Let's get to some more of these tweets. Again, uh, we're going to save the prediction parts of your tweets for later, but we'll get to some of the questions and other things here, Motsi. Uh, me always asking the good questions, right? So let's get to me's good questions. Which Steeler will have the most receiving yards this weekend? Honestly, man, I'm leaning towards Eric Ebron right now. Um, seeing the success that George Kittle was able to have against them last week, knowing that they're very banged up, especially with their linebacker core, they don't have just good personnel as it pertains to their linebacker group right now. And along with being they, – they lost another key linebacker in the game last week. I think that's a matchup that that the Steelers are going to try to exploit. We saw Eric Ebron and Ben start to heat up a little bit in their connection in that Texans game. We saw a little bit more emphasis as well in terms of Ben targeting uh, Eric Ebron. His first two passes of the game were to Ebron last right. week, even though he forced one of them. I, I did not like the first one, but ultimately you can just see they're being more conscientious about how they want to yes. use Ebron and how they want to attack him and use him as a mismatch. I think that continues. I think that can. It, I think it will expand this game because of how much of a mismatch is going to be against the Eagles. I think that's a good call by you. Um, any Eagles fan will tell you this. Their linebackers have left a lot to be desired mm-hmm. recently over the years. They haven't used Motsi, a first-round draft pick, on a true off-ball linebacker since 1979. Who, who that, was that? 
<laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, that was way before I was around. I mean, that was 12 years before I was even around. Here. Oh, I, say, I mean, I know you're the football historian, but I was going to say, man, I don't remember that. Because I just, I remember, you know, every year during the draft, that always being brought up that the Eagles haven't drafted a true off ball linebacker, so a non edge right. linebacker and then in I'm the first round of, since 1979. And I'm trying to think of the different linebackers that played there that were impactful. I know Nigel Bradham, Nigel he Bradham. left through free agency. We were together in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, Man. He's like the first one that comes to mind. So, yeah, because I mean, Najee Good got some spin there with those guys for a while, right. but, but he, he was more was of a special there, teams though? guy. No, he was drafted by the Colts, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, they drafted Clay Matthews' brother, who was there for a little bit, but yeah, but never nothing Go ahead, ever came man. of that. Go ahead. I, I, I remember that. I, I actually felt some type of way about that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I felt some type of way. <laughs> Me also wants to know what kind of potato chips are the best to accompany a tuna melt. I'm a voodoo chip guy, so I'm a voodoo yeah. chip guy too. No, but I like I do you. like classic classic uh, kettle cooked like Cape Cod mm. chips as well too. With okay, a, with, okay, with a good melt. And, and you can never go wrong with your traditional masterpiece KC barbecue uh, oh, Lay's chips. Man. You ain't lying. You Can't ain't go not wrong lying. with those either, man. And last one, me always with the three pack of questions. Your first car, gentlemen, was. A Mazda 3 was mine. So, a t- 2008 Mazda 3. I was going to say, I have, like, two kind of, like, first cars. I have, like, the first car that I bought mm-hmm. and then the first car that I ever, like, drove. Like, drove. Okay. So, the first car I ever bought was a, a 64 Chevy Malibu. Wow. With, with three different colors of gray primer paint on it. Then I had my first, like, car that I ever drove was a 95 Ford Escort two-door hatchback with... A uh, racing stripe ra- uh, red door with like was matte, and then I had like a metallic red door on the Look other side you. with a Mary Kay sticker on the back, baby. Wait, Mary Kay sticker on the back? Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I was picking up what you were putting down to the yeah, Mary- it was crazy. It was crazy till the very end there. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I put the body on the tags too. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, good questions there from me, as always. Uh, Devin, our buddy out in Denver, says... The human flamethrower? He says, remember, I'm on the record as saying the Steelers are going undefeated this year. And open up the phone line so I can bring this smoke. (laughs) Maybe that was the problem. Maybe Devin was the one who uh, mangled our phone lines in in the studio. That might be it. Too many fire takes from from that, Devin. That might be it, man. Uh, Randy with a tweet here that speaks to my heart. Please, please. Or, or other Randy? No, Randy Waters. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I didn't know if it was the other And Randy. you know what, Randy? I'm really proud of you. Once you read this tweet, you'll you'll understand why. It's Randy Waters, not Randy Waters. Mm. <laughs> he says, please, 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 if there's any game the Steelers win this year other than the Super Bowl, it's, it's this one. Growing up and living in South Jersey, I'm surrounded by all Eagles. I need the bragging rights. <laughs> Randy, you and me both. All right, because quick peel behind the curtain time here. All right, uh-oh, before, uh-oh. We, before we go to break Deep here. Deep dive here. Uh, in 2016, I started working for WIP, which is the Eagles flagship station and uh, the, the Eagles radio network. Week three or week four it was, right? When when the Steelers last played the it was Eagles week four. in week 16. <sighs> yes, like Arthur Motes remembers well. We don't need to rehash that. It did not go well for the Steelers. Not Mm-mm. one bit. And I was the new guy. I was the Pittsburgh guy. And obviously, like I did leading up to that game, I was talking a little trash. You know, it's, it's always fun. You're having some banter anytime, you know, something like that goes on. 
but particularly because I was very confident. I mean, the, the Eagles had a losing record that season. The Steelers went to the AFC Championship game. It's clear who the better team was. Boom. But not on that Sunday, Arthur Motes. Any, no. given, any given Sunday, anybody <laughs> can beat anybody. And the Eagles, uh, they gave it to the Steelers that Sunday. Whoa, why you guys say they gave it to us? Why can't why, why can't it just be we lost? All right, hold on. Arthur Motes, earmuffs here. All right. I'm uh, going to say, come on, man. I got feelings <laughs> in the building here, baby. And every single one of my coworkers and every single one of my family members, they made sure that I, I wore that L, too, as mm-hmm. well. So, Randy, I am with you. I need bragging rights, and I need them in a big way this Sunday. Arthur Motes. And you know what? Way to set the stage here because when we come back here, right? Mm-hmm. Give me a little five star Friday. Mm-hmm. What better way to tell you uh, the matchups that are going to determine the outcome? The five things that you should be watching: uh, Steelers, Eagles, Sunday at Heinz Field. I can't wait, man. And this is Jeweler Motes on SNR. Jeweler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? Wonderful. Well, that's marvelous, baby. It's you, Lil' Most Man, our number two. (sighs) And man, oh man, oh man, we know what our number two means on a Friday. That we do. The tweets are rolling in. Everybody's fired up. Absolutely. Keep those predictions coming. We definitely got to do that first, man. Make sure you get your tweets in, man. We're going to definitely get to those predictions a little bit later in this hour right here. You know the way to do it. Hit us on the Twitter.com, baby, at TheBody52. And at Wesley Eula. The good head. Get your tweets in, man, your predictions for the game, and we'll definitely read those off. We can't wait. But more importantly, baby, in mm. the 1 o'clock hour on a Friday. Mm-hmm. You know what we got to do, baby. Yeah, you know, I like to think we've uh, picked yeah. up some new listeners. Yeah. You know, we had some momentum going with our we ESPN did. Pittsburgh shows. I think we got some people from the other side of the state who are we, tuning we, in because they've just heard such good things about this electric factory. We dancing right now, man. I love it. Because on Friday. It's a real simple concept. It's simple. On Friday, we have what we like to call Five Star Friday. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. And Arthur Motes, I just hit the, the the drop there. I hope that was the tease with the bed. Yeah, I hit mm-hmm. the I hit the wrong button. I figured you did. So the only way for me to smoothly do this is to just to admit to everybody that I hit the wrong button. It's cool. It happens because you're about to hear Troy Polamalu again. All right, there we it's go. It's a five star <laughs> matchup. Because we're in. I was like, that doesn't sound like the right one, but all right, we're here. We are, we're, we're like the Wizard of Oz on this show. You know what I mean? We, we peel the curtain back. You see us standing there at the master board, all right? I mean, well, well, transparency. You, I hit the wrong button. I'm sorry. You're, you're a lot of transparency. I'm a lot of smoke and mirrors, all right? So, <laughs> with that being said, man, it's time that we talk about my five matchups, key matchups for this game, man. For the new listeners, I'm going to break down five matchups, man, that will let you know why the Steelers will win on Sunday. And for our loyal listeners, you already know what time it is. So without Woo. further ado, let's hop into this thing, baby. So. Ready? Mm-hmm. And I got to be, ca- I mean, marathon radio sessions here. Come on now. I got to save my voice, but okay. I got to do this right. Just a little bit. Five Star Friday. Matchup number one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the first matchup that we all need to be paying attention to is the matchup of the Steelers offensive line versus the Eagles defensive line. Man, when we talking about this matchup right here, the Steelers on offense, we talked about, have looked a little inconsistent. They've had some games in these 
first four games, or excuse me, first three games where they looked really good, and then they had some where they looked really not so good. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> but this Eagles defensive line is legit, man. They go about eight deep in terms of personnel that plays their lead in the league in sacks right now, sitting at 17. And when you look at how they've been able to generate pressure, it's been both the interior and the uh, the edge guys, man. I'm talking about guys like uh, Brandon Graham, obviously Fletcher Cox. You still have Derek Barnett out there, Javon Hargrave, yep. a.k.a. Jay Wobble. But then you got guys like Malik Jackson, Super Bowl pedigree guy right there, Hassan Ridgeway. They have a lot of depth and a lot of guys that can win on their own in terms of not having to blitz and things like that. So this is definitely going to be the Steelers offensive line biggest test of the season. They have not faced a unit that's looked like this across the board. Hmm. Now, they've played, they've played star players. They've played really good one-off players, whether it's a J.J. Uh, a JJ Watt yeah. or Bradley Chubb yeah. and things like that. But nowhere this season Dexter have they Lawrence. played a team with this much depth and this much talent across the front. So this is one that we're definitely going to have to key in on. It's going to be a good barometer to let us know also how good the Steelers' offensive line is right now. I had a feeling there'd be some talk about the trenches early on because, I mean, both of these teams, they're built to get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Five-star Friday, matchup number two. Now, the same conversation we just had as it pertains to the Steelers' offensive line, we're having a similar conversation, but in a inverted way when we're talking about the Steelers' D-line going against that Eagles' offensive line. We know how dominant the Steelers' on defense have been. We know how much pressure and havoc they create up front. And when I'm referring to the Steelers' D-line, I'm referring to Bud and TJ as well included in that front. I'm talking more so about your, your guys that are going to be matched up against their guards, centers, and tackles. And the reason why it's going to be important for them to dominate that match against this Eagles offensive line is because the Eagles offensive line are already missing three of their original five starting linemen. Now, granted, two of those were starting left tackles. I mean, you lose your, your one of your top draft picks. He goes on yep. IR. Then you bring a guy to retirement to play left guard. And <laughs> then he goes and moves to left tackle. Then he gets hurt. They got a lot going on right now on that offensive line, and that doesn't even talk about how you got a guy like Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey and Nate Herbig who are all questionable leading up into the matchup on top of that. So Mm -hmm. the guys that are out there aren't even healthy 100%. This has to be a game where the D-line takes over. If they can dominate that line of scrimmage, make the Eagles one-dimensional, don't allow Miles Sanders to get started from a running standpoint, they will feast. It will be a great day for the Steelers on defense, but it has to start up front for that unit, man. They have to dominate that Eagles offensive line. I think so. I think you tell me right now that the Steelers win that matchup decisively. I think that indicates a, a successful day for the Steelers' defense as a whole. Five-star Friday. Matchup number three. Now, this one I'm excited about because it gives us a chance to see the good guys get rolling again. I'm talking about the Steelers on defense, but more importantly, the secondary. Guys like Minka Fitzpatrick, right? We talked about how he hasn't necessarily shown up in the stat sheet from a splash play. Now, granted, he's only been targeted, I think, once or twice this whole season, which is absurd. I mean, but when you date back to what was going on with him last year at the end of the season, that was the trend. People started to go away from him. But the Eagles, and in particular Carson Wentz, they are leading the league in turnovers. They have nine turnovers. Carson Wentz has seven interceptions. And when you watch him on tape, oh, he's very creative in the ways that he likes to turn the ball over. He might flip the ball out there for a pick. He might do a reverse spin juke on air to nobody and throw an interception. He might just throw it and hit you right in the face with it. That's what we're seeing right now. 
look for the defense, in particular the secondary, to create and capitalize on Wentz's errors so they can create more turnovers. That has to be a key thing. We talked about the Steelers on defense haven't really set up the offense in scoring position or uh, set them up on a short field just yet. This is the game where that happens because Wentz is loosey-goosey when it comes to how he handles that ball, man. And we know the ball hawks that we have in the secondary with Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Terrell Edmonds. They got to take advantage of that matchup. Talked a little bit earlier about how a splash play from the Steelers secondary would uh, would do some wonders. Splash play a day keeps the doctors away, baby. You They're going to have some opportunity without a doubt. Five-star Friday, matchup number four. Now, this one right here is exciting because we get to go to the other side of the ball, right? The offensive side of the ball, man. And more in particular, we're talking about the Steelers wide receivers when they're going up against anybody not named Darius Slay. <laughs> Any of their DBs not named Darius Slay are wide receivers. Our tight ends should absolutely cook, okay? Listen, I got good friends on that team over there. Obviously, a guy like uh, Nikhil Roby Coleman, man, was teammates with him when he was a rookie. Great guy. But which of our guys is he covering? Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Eric Ebron. You have to dominate these matchups. Avante Maddox, held a pit. Great kid. He should not be able to cover any of these guys. And more importantly, he's questionable he's coming into well this too. game. Yeah. So you're not going to tell Stop me. if you've heard this Right, before. right. So you're not going to tell me an injured version of him should be able to match up with our guys. Rodney McLeod, come on, baby. Questionable as well. You don't, they don't have enough to hang with these guys. The only guy who we know is legit, bona fide, has been doing this for a long time is Darius Slay. He's a stud. I look at Darius Slay right now in the same scenario as Joe Hayden when he was in Cleveland those last couple of years. The injuries around him and the lack of talent around him makes it a lot harder on him. But yeah, anybody that's not lined up against Darius Slay, you have to feast, you have to dominate, and, and I'm booking that. that. That's one that we're, today, we're saying, hey, you're dominating anybody that's covering you not named Darius Slay. I dig it. That's one of the things I'm most intrigued to see, too, is what the Eagles do with Darius Slay. Do they try and take Juju out of the game? Do they end up putting right. him on whoever seemingly has the hot hand? How does that look? I'm intrigued. Get ready now. Don't you let me down. I know you got I know you got radio coming up, so be smart, but don't let me down. YOLO. Whew, there it is. Five Star Friday! Matchup number five. That's a man for the team right there, ladies and gentlemen. But the fifth and final matchup, man, it starts with my inside linebackers. I'm talking Devin Bush and that tackle for a lost phenom, Vince Williams. Woo! Minimizing the impact of Miles Sanders. Now, the reason why I include both of them is because they're both going to get their opportunities, but in very different ways. As Vince, when it pertains to you, we're talking about in the run game, man, they do a good job in terms of misdirection runs, in terms of counter runs, in terms of they understand that they have a weakness among their offensive line. So they do a lot of off-tempo style runs. They're not going to try to beat you at the point of attack. They're going to try to use your aggression against you and counter off of that. Vince, you have to be the guy to make the, the D-line right because we're not going to tell our D-line to not be aggressive and not penetrate. No. But that just means, Vince, you're going to have to be a little more flexible in what you do, which you have done a phenomenal job of already. So that's when it pertains to Vince. But with Devin, they like to use Miles in the passing game. In fact, I personally think they should use him more. But Carson Wentz, because he's been trying to do a little too much, he's been too much Superman. And instead of sometimes just be Clark Kent, take the safe throw right here and let the guys work for you. Miles Sanders is going to get some opportunities. Yeah. Devin, we need you. You got to take him out. If you can match up with him and make sure that that 
element of the game is completely taken away, well, now they're going to be extremely hurt because their receivers are banged up once again. I mean, like you said, stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> but Miles Sanders is the guy that's going to make that offense go if it's going to go. I like it. Arthur Motes' five key matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers. Eagles, 1 o'clock Sunday at Heinz Field. Arthur Motes, one more time. Those five matchups are. Number one, Steelers O-line. Protected against that Eagles defensive line is leading the league in sacks right now with 17. The number two matchup, man, the Steelers D-line taking full advantage of an Eagles offensive line that's missing three of their original five starters, and they are looking bad. The third matchup, man, the Steelers defense, in particular the secondary, creating and capitalizing on the turnovers that Wentz creates because we know Wentz, seven interceptions, Eagles with a league-leading nine turnovers are going to give you ample opportunities to create splash on defense. Then the fourth matchup, the Steelers wide receivers dominating their matchup against any DB not named Darius Slay. <sighs> you got to make it happen, baby. And then the fifth and final matchup, Devin Bush and Vince Williams completely taking out Miles Sanders in this game through the run and when he's out in, in, in running routes and things like that. Yeah, those are the five things, though, man. If the Steelers do that, man, everything falls right into place for them, man. I, I just don't see a scenario where they, they they don't win if they do these things or if they do the majority of these things. That's just how I feel about it, man. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup! Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it! But yeah, when we come back from the break, man, we're going to definitely deep dive a little bit more into these matchups. Also, man, some of the tweets that you have pertaining tweets, yeah. to this matchup, man, we're definitely going to react to that. Also, so also before we go, though, on this break, man, make sure you get your tweets and your predictions. We got one more segment, man, after we come back. So make sure you get your tweets in yes, at sir. The Body 52 The Body. And at Wesley Eula, baby. The good hair. And it's Eula Remotes on Steeler Nation Radio. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed, baby. You know what it is, man. Friday, Euler and Motes, baby, back from breaking. We got to talk some more about this uh, Eagles Steelers Week 5 matchup, man. Oh, man. Yeah, one, uh, one big X factor that we haven't discussed uh, to this point yet, Arthur Motes, maybe that's football malpractice on our part. Mm -hmm. Zach Ertz. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen some tight ends have some success against the Steelers early in the season. We know what Ertz is capable of. I don't think he's the same player he was in 2017-18, but he's still certainly one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. If you're telling me that the Eagles find a way to move the football consistently, uh, you talked a lot about Miles Sanders. I think Zach Ertz is 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 right there with the talented running back as well, too, and kind of the Eagles' way to, to cut their teeth and 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 pick up some yards and control the clock and control possession, have success on possession downs, right? Um, it'll be interesting to me to see how the Steelers go about defending Zach Ertz because as you kind of talked about, they're devoid of talent right now at the wide they receiver are. position. I mean, they just are. They're, they're calling up guys from the practice mm -hmm. squad. They've got a ton of injuries there. So that makes me think that the Steelers are probably going to be queuing more on Ertz, more on Miles Sanders, where they're not as worried about those wide receivers. But I'll be very interested to see how that dynamic plays out. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, we know what Zach Ertz is, man. We know he has great hands. It's just right now, watching him on tape, 
I'm not seeing him be able to create a lot or yeah. as much after the catch. That's the one thing when I watch him against the Niners, he has some really good plays, but at the same time, like he's not hurt, but he just didn't look like he could just run away from you. And things like right. we're talking about a George Kittle or when we're talking about a Travis Kelsey. So for me, I think that's why I it didn't I didn't highlight that in that regard because right. I do think he's gonna have success. But I just it doesn't scare me like when we watch Noah Fan and we know, hey, Noah, the way he can run, that's different. That creates some some issues. I think Devin or any of the guys, whether you put Edmonds on him or Minka, I think that they'll be able to hold their own in this regard. And more so because of the stage of Zach Ertz too. This was two years ago. It's drastically different. Yeah. But he definitely looks like I say, he's not slowing down, but just not as elusive and not able to create like how we typically would, would think of him in that in that vein right now. So that was my biggest thing with him. But, yeah, I think he's definitely going to have success. Though. I mean, you don't become a Zach Ertz without, right. you know, always being able to, to create some plays in a game. And he's been doing that this season when healthy. But I just don't – I personally just don't think that he's going to be enough to hurt this team in that regard yeah. right now. Man. Well, I do too just because, again, I mean, if the, if the Steelers aren't prepared for that – and we know that. I mean, on Tuesday, Mike Tomlin said Zach Ertz can be a matchup nightmare. Those were Mike Tomlin's mm-hmm. exact words. So, I mean, yeah, this is obviously something the Steelers know that if the Eagles are going to be able to have consistent success on offense Sunday afternoon at Heinz Field – uh, Ertz would be a big part of that. Miles Sanders, as is, is Motsi pointed out, would be yeah because you, I mean when you, well. when you look at the other two receivers, uh, Alshon Jeffrey questionable, Deshaun Jackson questionable. He left I think last game with the hammy. So speed guys dealing with hammy issues that never bodes well because you can't run fast if your hammy's not feeling good and he's right. a fast running player. So yeah. So you, you take those, the speed element muscle, away from him. Those muscle injuries yeah. are never good for guys that rely on their athleticism right. and their speed. Because I was like, with a guy like Alshon Jeffrey, if he had a hamstring, you could kind of get away with it because of the size that he plays, but he could just be more bigger body combat right. catch. Right. Deshaun, I mean, bro, he's built like you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he just runs really, really fast. <laughs> so him without that speed, that kind of changes a lot for him in oh, that vein, absolutely. man. So Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing in that. But, man, honestly – I really think for both teams to win, it's going to start up front. Yeah. The team that can protect their quarterback the best because both of these D-lines get after mm-hmm. it. Man, they get after it. We talked about the Eagles leading the league in sacks with 17. Stills were leading the league prior to their unexpected bye week, but they're at 15 right now. So you're talking about two units. They get after it and do it in a, a, a multitude of ways. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I will say, but our, going into this game, our O-line, is better and is healthier, yes. and I think that's why we have that that advantage as it pertains to front sevens on both units. It's a good week to have David DeCastro no back. No question, <laughs> man. Sure. No question because yeah, they they can definitely cause some issues. I think that's the thing that concerns me the most in this game. Yeah, those guys creating some type of splash, whether it's a strip sack, whether it's hitting Ben, forcing an interception. That's what makes me the most concerned right now. La- oh, I almost just said last week, two weeks ago. Uh, Steelers ended that streak of mm-hmm. 25 straight games with one, at least one turnover on offense. Yeah, or should we call it one giveaway? One giveaway. Yeah, one yeah. giveaway. Um, Be technical here. Right? <laughs> it would be nice. You know what? Let's do that again this week. All right. Yeah. Uh, what's the major league? The line from the movie Major League, right? Where he's mm-hmm. like, if we do that again, that's yeah. called a streak. It has happened before. Yeah, absolutely. Let's man. go two straight weeks here uh, <laughs> without without a turnover, without a giveaway. 
and and I think again you're you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be in a good spot. And you know, and speaking of keeping the streak going alive and things like that, let's Uh-oh. keep the streak going of getting our tweets in, man, for the mm-hmm. last segment of the show. Because if you don't, you gotta hold your peace Tweet until now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> well, whenever we come back in here, man, whenever that may be, six hours from yeah. now. Yeah. So at the body fifty two, the body, and at Wesley Euler, the good hair. And when we come back, man, we're gonna be singing, tweeting, and getting that paper. Woo. Woo. Oh wait, hold on. You were supposed to drop the bed. Yeah, it's cool. I was, I mean, it's cool. I'm, I'm all I'm all over the place today. Show me the money. Show me the money. There we go. So when we get back, man, we're gonna get after it. And so once again, it's Euler Remotes on SNR. Let me tell you about a place somewhere up a New York way. Where the people are so gay, twisting the night away. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Hey, Euler and Motes, baby, back to you. Last segment on a Friday, and you know what that means, baby. It means it's jam, pack time, baby. We talking, we singing. We got to get to them tweets. We're going to get some paper. Oh, yeah, it's one of them times. So without further ado, it's time for my man to warm up them vocals and drop that new heat. Yeah, I don't have time to really warm up the vocals. I mean, we got a lot to get to here, so let's just hit it. Mm-hmm. Here we go, Stillers, mm-hmm. here we go, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl, here we go. Oh yeah, we got to get after them today, baby, you know what it is. Here we go. Uh-huh, we ain't worried about no Eagles. No, buddy. Here we go, the Stiller Nation has the best radio hosts, mm-hmm. we listen to SNR with Euler and Moses. Here come the Eagles across the turnpike. Don't nobody want to care about the turnpike. Those toll prices are something I don't like. It's unreal. Welcome back to our buddy Jay Wobble. But a Lulu gonna have Wentz walking with a hobble. Here we go. And it's straight like that, baby. Give me Tyson over my main man Hargrave, baby, because it's 1A 2010 draft class player. Besides, man, we won't even like cheesesteaks over here, baby. Give me a Primani sandwich anyways. Extra slaw. Well, it's funny you say that, Arthur Motes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Philly has them cheesesteaks. Overrated. But they ain't got no rivers or lakes. See? Come to Pittsburgh for some real football. Mm-hmm. Six rings, two, one. I think that says it all. Here we go. I mean, it says everything. The fact that you're most known for a cracked, damaged, good bell, and we got these beautiful rivers and bridges. I mean, what you expect? Come on, baby. It's always Pittsburgh over Philly, man. Y'all little brother to us. What we talking about here, baby? Black and gold over that Kelly Green, baby. Get him out of here. Yeah, they finally got their Lombardi. It took them long enough. Since then, it ain't been much of a party. And the only one because of me and you. And Pittsburgh Six Rings just called. Mm-hmm. And they said Sunday the Eagles are going bald. Here we go. Little endangered species. Y'all gonna be endangered come Sunday. Yes, you are. Especially you, Mr. Wentz. Yeah, it's over. Steely McBean. Hit him with the steel. And it's over. <laughs> That was 
how we feel about it, man. It's always here we go stairs. Here we go. Well, like Stellars. no, no, no green. Here we go. Unless it's money. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about, Wes. That's what I'm talking Feels about. Feels good. That's what you do. I'm not gonna be able to go. That's I'm not gonna be able do. to visit my family over Thanksgiving or Christmas, but it feels good. From now on, on Fridays, that's how you sing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Arthur Motes. No time to waste. Let's nah, get to no, the. Uh, get to it, man. Let's get to the tweets here before we get to the paper. Antonio says 38 to 13 Steelers. Mm-hmm. Close game in the first half. Defense with a big takeaway in the second half, and the Steelers win comfortably. Let's Deontay Johnson returns a punt for a touchdown as well. I love it. I love it. Mav says 27 to 16 Steelers defense with a big performance. Steelers move to 4 and 0. Mm-hmm. Jab says glad to have you guys back on the air today. My afternoon's drag when you guys aren't on air. I've got Steelers winning this one 24 to 14. Edmonds keeps Ertz quiet in mm-hmm. a bigger role for McFarland as well. Ooh, he did get some spin last time out. Rudy here, Rudy. 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 Steelers 30 <laughs> Eagles 10. And the Steelers will set a new single-game sack record. Are we getting 10? I was going to say, that's what I think it is, right? Ten, right? Yeah, we, we, it's at 9. It's at 9, I'm pretty sure. It's at 9. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Rudy, you know what? If you if you get that prediction right, we're, we're going to celebrate you on Monday for that one. I'm trying to think. What did we? I'm trying to think. Did we ever get a 9? I know we had multiple 8s. I don't know if we got a 9. We'll have to look that up, but I don't think, I don't yeah. think there's ever been double fact, digits. we've had multiple 8s, though. Because yeah. we'd always say that's like crazy to get that right. much again. Right, right. Uh, Keith says, Wes Motes, what's going on, guys? I think we hit 30 on the nose. 30-17 to 17 Steelers will go hurry up and wear their defense down. Mm-hmm. They've got a good rotation on their line, but the secondary will get gassed. Uh, Randy says, hey, guys, I think the Steelers win 31-13. to 13. Uh, Harry chimes in here, 35-14 to 14 Steelers. I like it, I like it. Josh, uh, glad to have some fans back in Heinz Field. Steelers 27, Eagles 20. Mike Hilton with an interception and a sack. And Eric Ebron has a big game and a touchdown. Triple yoy, here we go, Steelers. Triple yoy. Cry, Eagles, cry. I thought we'd get a couple. Ah, I thought we'd get a couple cry, of those. Cry, Eagles, cry. You're the worst <laughs> team in the Keystone State. <laughs> cry, Eagles, cry. Nobody likes green. Or cheesecake, Steve. Cheesesteak, my bad. I missed, you know. Well, that's the problem. Why would you name it cheesesteak? Huh? That's the problem. That's the problem. You got cheesecake. My favorite thing is the chicken cheesesteak, you know? It's not it's a, like, is, 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 there's is, a steak is, is, involved. Is it, is it chicken or is it steak? It's just a chicken hoagie. Hey, hey, what, what we got here? BPR says Steelers win 35 to 10. Zombie Mosh, 27 to 9. Steelers. Oh, what else we got here? A lot of tweets to scroll through. Got to find the predictions. Uh, Kayla says, Steelers 33, Eagles 27. Steelers break through the 30-point ceiling and get a kick return touchdown. Ooh, I love all these non-offensive touchdowns I'm hearing, baby. I love it. Love it. I like it. I like it. A lot of good reviews from uh, the Here We Go song. But again, we got to kind of power through these so we can get to all the predictions. So I apologize if we don't get to your tweet. But just know that we do appreciate you. Trenton uh, says, Steelers 28, Philadelphia 13. Uh, where are we at here? Wait, there's a couple more. Uh, Rebecca the Lit one. Mika Fitzpatrick gets his first pick and takes it for six. Steelers win 31 to 20. Oh, geez, Rebecca was looking off my paper. Spoiler alert. The Lit one. Randy, the Steelers finally go over 30 this week. 32 to 17. 32. Randy with an interesting number there. All right, I like it. Juju and Claypool, both of the touchdown. Minka with a pick six in a big game. A lot of people liking the uh, the Minka turnover predictions here. Rico Suave. Oh, oh, update. 
Alshon Jeffrey has been ruled out of Sunday's game with an oh illness. Oh, boy. With an illness? Yeah. They said he hasn't practiced all week due to a non-COVID illness. Make sure this is non-COVID. It is flu season. Yes, but they say he has, he's been ruled out for the game. Rico Suave, Steelers 27, Philly 17. I care about the W's, not if we score 30 points or not, but it would be nice. But I'm cool with just the win. Dr. Dave, 31-21 Steelers uh, come away with a win, although I hope Miles Sanders gets a couple touchdowns because he's on my fantasy team. (laughs) Uh, Thrash, Steelers aren't scoring 30. They are scoring 40. He's going 40-20 to Steelers defense with a pick six. Deontay with a big special teams touchdown. Me says, ooh, Philly, 23, Steelers, 13. Bye week kills our momentum. Not feeling good about this one. Oh, read that again? Me. Our friend me says. Not uh, me. Like, exclamation point. Like, me. Yeah. Me says Eagles, 23, Steelers, 13. Bye week hurts our momentum. No, 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 no. Read that again. I keep hearing that. I keep hearing the 23 to 13, but say that last part again. Bye week hurts our momentum. No, no, no. Before that. Me. 23, 13, who? Philly. The Eagles. Say that again. The Eagles. I know. I know. Me. Me. What? That's not me. Somebody that took me. TC. Somebody that took me. That ain't me. Somebody's tweeting for me. Yeah, that's not me. TC (laughs) says 51-0 Steelers. Cry, Eagles, cry on your way to misery. Hooray! Trump's bald spot. Oh, jeez. Wow. I can, I, can feel, I, can feel, I can feel the responses to that one coming what? over. Just know that wasn't me. That's Yo. someone on Twitter. Says birds. What? Says birds by three. Oh, oh wow. Oh, man. And let's see here. All right. That's yeah, all. That's oh, all. Wow. That's all I'm seeing for now. Um, trying to do a quick double check here. Make sure I didn't miss anybody's score prediction. And again, if I did miss it, I apologize. We got a lot of tweets on Friday. Uh, Ray here says Steelers. 35, Eagles, 13, Bud and TJ get five sacks each. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I love it. Well, there we go. Arthur Motes, um, the people have spoken. Mm-hmm. And I'm just double checking here real quick. Okay. I'm not seeing any last second tweets rolling in. Um, so that's what the people think. A lot of Steelers big uh, winning big predictions. A couple people thinking the Eagles get a victory in there. It's time for us to tell you about how we feel about this game. But first, Arthur Motes. Oh, you know what we got to do, baby. Mm-hmm. Gots to get that paper. Are you ready this time? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Show me the money. Show me the money! Ooh, I love when it drops like that. God, let's go. I just gotta let it sit for a second. I'm right? just so I mean, fired up. As soon as I hear that, I just get fired up. <laughs> Autumn is a raider, blistering boisterously across the football field. Very. Arthur Mutz, the people know how this works, right? Normally, I pick five games. Normally. But you know what? We've had some games canceled throughout the season. This is true. College and NFL. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it this weekend. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different games for you this weekend. Well, go ahead with your best. How about that? And we're going to dabble with some college football as we like to always. Arthur Motes, the Florida Gators head to Texas A&M. College Station, Texas, you know, normally one of the best home field advantages in college That's football. That's what they say. That's what they say. But they don't have that 12th man mm. at AM. And Florida's six and a half point favorites, and I think they cover that. The Florida Gators, you know, and all the uh, the Alabamas and the LSUs of the world, they're kind of being swept up. This is true. They're looking very good this season. I don't necessarily think they blow out Texas AM, but I definitely think they win that game by more than a touchdown. Give me Florida minus six and a half. And West Virginia. No, not the Mountaineers. Oh, man. I was about to sing Country Road. They're off this weekend. But Marshall. Oh, I didn't we for- are. I didn't, forget about, I didn't forget about little brother down in Huntington we there. Are. 
Marshall. They look really good early on in the season too, Arthur Boats, and mm-hmm. they are playing Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. And Marshall's only five and a half point favorites. I do think Marshall wins this Whoa. one by double digits. I don't think it's that close. Marshall by 13, 17, something like that. Give me the thundering herd and Matthew McConaughey. Hey, listen, man, I love I minus love, five and a half. Little bro went to Marshall. My my college uh, position coach for four years mm-hmm. is at Marshall now. Been there for what ten years, so yeah, man. I've Let's got go. obviously a ton we of family that's, that's gone to Marshall. Marshall. Give me the thundering herd minus five and a half on to Sunday. Arthur Motes. I got some dogs. I'm feeling some dogs here. All right. We got home dogs. Road dogs. Road dogs. Road dogs. With Jesse James. Uh, let's start in New Orleans, where the Saints are favored by eight and a half points over the Chargers. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Now, the Saints are going to win this game, but give me L.A. plus eight you and a half. Justin Herbert playing, right? Justin Herbert's playing. Okay. The Chargers can score some points. Yeah, We've seen that. Hey, all right. That young man then thrown for 300 plus at how many games now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give me the Chargers plus eight and a half. Saints win, but the Chargers cover. That's going to be a little theme here. Don't play with that, man. The Seattle Seahawks are seven and a half point favorites over the Minnesota Vi- the Minnesota Vikings. Here's Lizzo. I'm about to say, where Lizzo go today? Seahawks win, and that's what they do. They win close games, but not by more than eight points or eight points or more, Arthur Motes. So give me the Vikings plus seven and a half. Seahawks win, but Vikings cover. The Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. You know, people are feeling the Cleveland Browns, Motesy. They are. Two-point favorites over the Colts. Give me the Colts plus two. I think the Colts could win that one straight up, but I will take the points. So you're not drinking the Kool-Aid of the 49 burger? You're not drinking that? I mean, I think the Browns are going to win. They're going to have a winning or at least a 500 record this season. But I don't think they're going to beat the Colts. I think the Colts are a better football team. I think Cleveland's maybe feeling themselves a little bit after that that 49 burger, as Motsi puts it. Colts plus two. They're going to win straight up, but I'll take the points as always. And last but not least, before we get to Steelers predictions here, another one. The Miami another Dolphins one. against the San Francisco 49ers. Arthur Motes, your 49ers. Are favored by wow. nine and a half points. My 49ers. Nine That's, and a half points. I, I, I take them one week and they come off and pull the upset, and now <laughs> they're my 49ers. I didn't even pick them to win last week. The Niners but win. My 49ers. This is unreal. The Niners win, <laughs> but the Miami Dolphins lose a close game because that's what they do. Give me the Dolphins plus nine and a half. So, a quick recap, Motsi, before we get to the Steelers Florida Gators minus six and a half. Marshall, the Thundering Herd, minus five and a half. The Chargers plus eight and a half. The Vikings plus seven and a half. The Colts plus two. And the Dolphins plus nine and a half. Now, Arthur Motes to Heinz Field on Sunday we go. And this is the part where we argue about who goes first. Well, you know what? Actually, problem solved. Brian Backo's going first. Boom. Let's ride. Because no show yesterday, right? But our third part of our picks here is our buddy from the Post Gazette, Brian Backo. And I know he's been on your list. He These has past couple weeks because it that that just outlandish prediction he had two weeks ago. He said that Texas was going to score thirty. Was it thirty six points? I think it was. Yeah, he said thirty six to twenty nine. The Texans would beat yeah, the Steelers. And I told him, I said that hasn't sat right with and, you ever and since. And I told him, I said I wish we could have had that that bet done because I would have shaved my head if the Steelers would have given up thirty six points. But on the contrary, I would have loved to have seen him shave his head because I knew they weren't going to give up thirty six. Well. He's feeling bold again this week. Oh, He's got the Steelers winning, but a tight one. Brian Backo says 33-30. to 30, Steelers win, but Eagles oh, cover. Wow. Why are we disrespecting? Come on, Backo. If this Eagles team scores 30 points on this Steelers defense. Talk about it. Something went drastic. I Talk mean, something went it. drastically wrong. Talk about it. But, hey, 
Yeah, maybe Brian Backo, he's on to something. Or maybe he's just going to predict that something goes drastically wrong until something does go drastically wrong. I mean, wrong. it is 2020, so <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Can't, he's not too far off. We know how this thing works. <laughs> Arthur Motes, you going first or am I going first here? Man, listen, man. You know they do, uh, what is it, age before beauty and <laughs> alphabets and all that other jizz and jazz. So uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to let you go first today, man. All right, so Arthur Motes goes first. No, I was, I was just no, gonna let you know, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but for long going right here, man. 24-14 Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go. <laughs> you see, there's always a windup, folks. I mean, there's always there's always a windup. I'm like, uh, I'm just rope doping over here, man. He is. Just, just He's just rope doping. Rope doping. He's like Dan Levitard's dad on yes. the highly questionable. He puts Absolutely. his hand out there, and everybody whoop, and you get the not so fast, my Yay. friend, and you fall for it every single time. It's like the, you know, Tom and Jeremy. What? Pulling out the rug from underneath my like feet. That. It was better than getting hit with the Stilly McBean. Arthur oh. Motes, 2016 has not sat with me well ever since, as I know it has not with you. It's time for a little vengeance. And the Eagles are ripe for the picking. Maybe they're feeling themselves a little bit more than they should after that win against the Niners. Uh, all their weaknesses that we just talked about play into the Steelers' strengths. The Steelers have to lose this game. I mean, they do. If the Steelers, if the Eagles end up winning, the Steelers have to lose this game with just the litany of injuries that Philadelphia mm -hmm. is dealing with. Steelers are favored by seven points. They win and they cover. Oh! 31 to 20, Steelers. Look at you go to work. I like it. 31 like to 20, it. Steelers win Arthur Motes, and they move to 4-0. I like that. couple last uh, tweets here. Uh, TC says, I do believe that the Steelers did have 10 sacks one time in a game against Cincinnati. It was during Cowher's first season. Remember, TC is our resident yes, historian yeah, listener absolutely. here. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. he might know. I'm, I don't know. He might know, though. Uh, so Junior Steel Curtain says Steelers win 26-9. to And uh, TC followed up and said, I just looked at it. I think the Steelers have had 10 sacks in a game three or four different times. So sweet. let's go for 11. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it, man. But hey. This is a fun show, man. It was a fun Friday. This is oh, what yeah. we do on Friday. And it Fridays, is a Friday, man. so hold on. As you do your sign-off here, yes, 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 I got yes, hit, right. hit the music. Right. Hit the music here. All right, Arthur, let's get us out of here. So with that being said, baby, you know what time it is, man. It's Friday, the end of the hour, the end of the second hour. We appreciate the power grid, the megawatts for tuning in. Thank you for everyone that tweeted the show. Mm -hmm. We can't do it without you. Y'all make it so much fun, baby, so you much fun. You are not lying. Shout out to my producer on the ones and twos, Mr. Wesley Euler with the amazing hair. <laughs> and catch me for the next five hours on ESPN Pittsburgh if you're bored. The boy got juice. I'm telling you, he's got juice. So without further ado, man, once again, thank you everybody for tuning in. And as always, you know where to find us next week on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Upside down and inside out. I'm about to show all you folks what it's all about. Now it's time for to get on the mic.